0: Maybe even track down some of the other teachings that we have available through podcasts, whether it's through Audible or Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You can do all of that at our church website at calvarydivine.org. That's calvarydivine.org. If you have your Bibles ready, today we'll be in the book of Genesis, chapter 16, verses 1 through 16. The title of this sermon is, You Are the God of God. Who sees here's the first half of this two-part study Uh, Genesis 16 verse one says now Sarah Abrams wife had borne him no children and she had an Egyptian maid servant whose name was Hagar so Sarah said to Abram see now the Lord has restrained me from bearing children please go to the maid perhaps I shall obtain children by her and Abram heeded the voice of Sarah and Sarah, Abram's wife, took, Hagar's, uh, took Hagar, her maid, the Egyptian, and gave her to the husband, Abram, to be his wife, after uh, Abram had dwelt ten years in the land of Canaan. So he went into Hagar, and she conceived. And when she saw and that she had conceived, her mistress became despised in her eyes. Then Sarah said to Abram, My wrong be upon you, I give my maid into your embrace, and when she saw that the she saw um, that she had conceived, I became despised in her eyes. And the Lord judged between you and me. And so that's kind of where we left off last week. And and so we see <coughs> Sarah struggling with not having children, and within that of not being able to conceive, just like we do in our culture today. When God doesn't do something we want, we try to figure it out ourselves. And that's when we get into a lot of trouble uh, because we're not uh, staying within uh, the uh, the guardrails that God has set for us to to do his will. And so um, so she decides that the maidservant, Hagar, who was Egyptian, um, and it's going to, you know, as much as a child is a blessing, this is going to be a problem for Israel. Uh, for many years and still to this day um, and and so uh, we know that Ishmael will be born and we'll learn more about that but um, during that time she, she just couldn't wait on God any longer so she figured the prayers not being answered so I'm going to go ahead and figure it out myself and and so that's what she does so um, and 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 so that's a, a just an important thing for us to remember that Sometimes when we are not patient with what God is trying to do, what we try to do is we try to figure out and scheme our own way, thinking that, Lord, I got this. You go ahead and just, you know, you can just sit back. I'll, I'll take care of it. And 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 it's not based on and I think that's the the sad part is it's not based on the word of God It's not based on uh, what God had given to Abram. God had told Abram already what was going to happen. So imagine I would know, you know that Sarah would have known that this is the promise, this is why we're going. And and so he needed to this is one of those things where communication breakdown happens and uh and she just decides, "Hey, um again, we talked about the the womb being barren and we talked about the cultural issues at that time as well." That for somebody who would have been barren at that point, they would have said, what curse have you, what sin have you done? What sin has your parents done to bring this generational curse that you cannot have children? So for her, it was a pressure thing that was happened, pressured by the culture. And it's the same thing that we see today. We have the law, and yet we can't live by the law. We have Jesus. The law is a guardrail. It's a guardrail for our lives. When we get outside of it is when we get outside of what God has for our life. We, you know, we were talking to the kids. We went the kids um, at the school and one of the conversations I had with my daughter was they were talking about what does it mean to be in the world, right? And, and allowing things like secular music and things like that into your life um and how it affects you as a christian and I, I me and my wife and uh or me and my daughter were talking and i just told her i said it's very simply this it's like we have laws that men give laws like you can smoke weed right you can do mushrooms in oregon you can pretty much do anything right but is it good for you is it, it does it go against god's word and and uh, You're always if you always have one foot in the world and one foot in the church You're always going to be struggling in your faith. You're always going to have problems because you're going to Contradict what God's Word says all the time because you're getting fed by the world and by God and And they're going to be fighting with each other those opinions and so what that's what we see is Abram didn't go to his wife and say, look, this is what God told me in Genesis 15 verses 4 and 5. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, this one shall not be your heir, but one who will come from your body shall be your heir. Then he brought him aside and said, look now towards the heaven and count the stars. If you are able to number them. And he said, shall your descendants be? So honestly, what he should have done is gone to. The word of the Lord that was given to him. He should have went to his wife and said, look, this is what God said. God said this was the word of the Lord. It came from God. This one shall not be my heir. I'm going to try to make he was doing the same thing that so it's easy for us to get mad at Sarah. But you need to look at Abram, too, because Abram was trying to figure this out, too, because he was like, well, I got, you know, this guy that works for me and he could be my heir. Right? He was trying to figure it out himself and not waiting on God too. And so in Genesis 15, that's what that's all about. But he should have went and said, this is what God said. So when we have uh, issues in, in our lives, we need to go to the word of God. That is one of the things that's the most important. And that's one of the things that didn't happen. Because they didn't go to the word. They didn't go to the take her to the word of the Lord. When we go to the Word of God, we find agreement in God's Word. We find unity in God's Word, right? Even as a church, we find that. What we do is when when I put something, something's put on my wife's heart and something that's put on my heart, then I know that's from God. Like, we all want to seek God's will, but we have to be patient for it. Are we going to continue praying for it? A lot of times we'll pray for it one time and then we're like, well, I don't know what God's will is. Are you continuing to pray, right? Continuing to seek. So, you know, we need to slow it down and 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 pray and wait for God to show up. You know, we have to come like even when we do our board meetings, it's based upon what God is doing in the church and what we do. And the only thing that I've ever been instructed by Pastor Joe is to be faithful and teach the word of God because that's what transforms lives that's what guides people's lives that's what corrects them that's what encourages them that's what rebukes them it's God's word and so you point them to God it brings unity within the body of Christ as well and and through that we have our relationship with Jesus and it's the word of God that's the foundation not only for our life but for our marriage for our family for our family and for the church When we get away from that, we start to look to the world to solve the problems. And the church has done that, if we're honest about it. The church has done that. The Church of America has done that. How can we grow the church? They have books on that stuff. They have people that you can go to conferences on how to grow your church. Teach the Word of God. That's all you need to do. That's it. But Abram fails to seek God, which allows his wife to fail, uh, to trust the word of God because she's she's trying to figure it out herself. And and so they create this big problem. And and Hagar a, a, at the end of the day, you know, Abram is is supposed to be a godly man and and he just jumps right into this sadly. And so we pick it up in verse 5 that says then Sarah I said to Abram my wrong be upon you. So Sarah has now go from despise to you know what i'm going to go after abram now so i'm going after my husband now now i've taken it out on on hagar now i'm gonna take it out on you and that's what what happens here he says my wrong be upon you i gave my maid into you your embrace and when she saw that she had conceived i despised her the lord judge between you and me right so she's completely like okay, it's now she's gone where she's contentious shes she's uh she's despised Hagar and now she's going after abram and 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 through all of this she's like ask the Lord to judge between you and me. She's asking the Lord to judge between you and me, but she never asked the Lord to bring her a baby. You see the problem here? So this is very like should wake every all of us up because we all do this like god where were you where are you it's like god never told you to move you jump into something and you're like well where where are you at lord and it's like i i told you not to do that now you want me now you want me to be your lord because that's what it is here with sarah she's like okay well now lord you come and take care of this you take care of abram and hagar and 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 it's really sad because at the end of the day look there's two sins that happen here one the sin that abram right going into hagar that's one two you have the sin of anger which turns into her being despised and treating somebody badly and then three unbelief and out of all of them number three is the worst the unbelief unbelief is what gets a lot of people in trouble. And why do we have unbelief in our world? Why do we have unbelief in the church? Because we have a bunch of people that are biblically illiterate. They will not pick up the word of God. They will not spend time in God's word. And so because we have nobody who has a moral standard that's set by God's word, we end up with we end up with a a, a very secular worldview and and you have a church again that's one foot in the world and one foot in the church and that's not what jesus called us to do jesus said you put your hands to the plow you keep your eyes forward and you follow me you deny yourself you pick up your cross but that's not what the church in the western church is doing now we we live in a very fallen world and 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 in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 4 it says whose minds the god of this age has blinded who do not believe lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ who is the image of god should shine on them. So Satan's role is to keep people from finding Christ. He blinds them. He blinds them. And and our job is to be able to shine that light to them. Right? And, and so we, when we have our foot in the world, and we look just like the world, and we do. I can take you to probably seven or eight churches just in Atlanta. Andy Stanley's church. You know, they're, they're teaching things that are not biblical. And, and so what we have happening is we look just like the world. There's no different. There's no moral standard for what we believe. And so what happens is now not only is Satan blinding people, the church is helping them blind them because of the false teaching. And that's what happens when we don't have sound biblical doctrine. In First Timothy chapter 4, verse 1, it says, Now the Spirit express, expressively says that in the latter times some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. They depart from the faith and they start following doctrines of demons i can you can go down a list of people out of nashville that have done this they grew up in christian homes and 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 they get into the nashville scene of music and then next thing you know they're out of they don't believe in god anymore or their belief in god is is now skewed because it's a god they've made in their minds and they have a bunch of people that are worshiping them and 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 so they use god in their lyrics but they're not godly i can tell you you can probably count almost every you know rap song that's out today they'll use god but in the next song they're using pimps and hoes and all the other stuff and talking about all this other mess and it's like what god are you referencing and that's the reality of it and and you know one of the the number one stars uh, that's that's out taylor swift she grew up Christian she's gone blinded and she, how many people was she blinded it's we have to understand like when we're as a church what our job is to do is to biblically teach people there are going to be false teachers we were told that was going to happen matthew 24, 2410 and then many will be offended will betray one another and will hate one another. second Timothy chapter four verses three and five. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves, and they will turn their ears away from truth and be turned aside to fables. But you will be watchful in all things, endure affliction, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry you know when you look at that he he tells you what fulfill your ministry but he tells you what specifically Timothy do the work of an evangelist share the gospel share the good news you have what the world needs abram had the word of the lord from god 1st john chapter 4 verse 1 it says beloved do not believe Every spirit, but test the spirit, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. How do you test somebody if they're from God or not? You're supposed to be a Berean. You go to the word of God. If it conflicts with the word of God, then you need to stay away from them. If they make exceptions or compromise to the word of God, you need to not listen to them. And and so we have to be Bereans. We have to have the word of God. Uh, John MacArthur says this. He says, our society has grown steadily darker. And the message the church is now giving to the world is more confused and confusing than perhaps any time since the dark ages. We have one foot in the world and one foot in the church. And we have a lot of pastors that way. The church has to get back to the word of God. Luke chapter 11, verse 33 says, no one. When he has lit a little lamp, puts it in a secret place or under a basket, but on a lampstand that those who come in may see the light. We don't hide our light. We, we, our light needs to be displayed. Our, the Word of God needs to be displayed. We have to give people something that is truth that they can believe in, and that is the Word of God. Matthew chapter 13, verses 53. Uh, through 58 says now it came to pass when jesus had finished these parables then he departed from there when he had come to his own country he taught them in their synagogue so that they were astonished and said where did this man get this wisdom these mighty works is it not the carpenter's son is it not his mother called mary and his brother uh, brothers james hosea simon and judas and his sisters, are, are they not all with us? When, uh, when then did this man get all of these things? So they were offended at him. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his own country and his own house. Now he did not, did, did not do many mighty, thing, many mighty works there because of their unbelief. It's the unbelief that caused that to happen. They have the word of God being given by the word, the Logos. And they didn't believe it. And some of them had studied the Word. So you have to understand, some of, the, some of them had studied the Word. And they still didn't believe it. Hey, we know you. When did you get this knowledge? You never went to school. You never studied under that rabbi or that person. You, you were here. Can you imagine you're getting the Word of God from the Word, the truth, and you still don't believe it? So that tells you that there are going to be times, I, you know, whether somebody comes to church, I, I, I love it when they come to church. We invite somebody to come to church, whether they receive it or not, they've been given the word of God. What they do with it from that point is on them. It really is. It's on them. It's, it's allowing God to do the work. And so what Abram missed is what many Christians missed. Referring people back to the Word of God. All they had to do was take his wife and say, Look, this is what the Word of the Lord said. That's it. The greatest thing that you can do for somebody is do not point them to you. You point them to the Word of God and to Jesus. That's it. That's it. That's why it's supposed to be stored on our hearts so we can give it to somebody else. Verse 6 says, So Abram said to Sarah, Indeed, your maid is in your hand. So Abram... Typical male. Hey, you you told me to do it, and it's all on you. He takes no responsibility. And when Sarah dealt harshly with her, she fled from her parents. So she despised her, but now she goes even deeper and treats her harshly. So you see the tumbling spin that Sarah's in now in sin. She didn't trust God, so there was unbelief. She's angry now, she, so she despised Hagar and now she's she's like man I'm gonna treat harshly to her to the point where she flees she's gone like I'm out of here and Abram ducks the problem he passes the bug back back to Sarah but see they they had and do you do you understand that at this point from the story that we have of Abram and Sarah there has been no conflict until sin comes in and now they're in conflict and so this is very important for the men to get. And I want to make sure. And also anybody who's leading the ministry. So when we as leaders direct people. We direct them to Christ through a biblical solution. It's very important that you understand that. It's like it's a bib- not, not your solution. It's a biblical solution. Right. But a leader must speak. They cannot read your heart and your mind. You have to tell them. And a leader also has to be consistent and have great communication skills. You have to communicate. There has to be consistency and communication. As leaders, as men, one of the things that I I want from our leaders is that you are a problem solver. Don't come to me with the problem. Come to me after you have the solution. And then let's pray about it and let's move forward. Right? But that should be the men in your house as husbands. We don't pick sides. So people will tell me, well you're picking you're picking that other person's side. I have one side at all times. Jesus' side. Okay? Just understand that. I don't I, I'm I'm just I gotta we gotta get this thing straight. Leaders need help that they, 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 they can't do it all. Unfortunately some leaders think we can do it all. We need help. You need support that's why discipleship is so important and we are to call to be a servant leader which means we're called to be last we're called to be last in galatians chapter 6 verses 6 through 10 it says let him who has taught the word share all good uh, good things with him who teaches do not be deceived god is not mocked for whatever a man sows that he that he will also reap this is what abram sowed into for whatever he sows to the flesh, will the flesh reap corruption. But if he sows to the Spirit, will the Spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, as we have an opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. And so, husbands, what we have to do is our, our, our mistakes are going to happen but the right thing to do is to do things biblically and so you have to own your stuff if it, if you're a mess like abram you need to own it you don't wipe your hands and just go it's not well you know it, you do what you need to do in james 4:17, it says therefore to him who knows to do good and does not do it to him it is sin Verse 7 in Genesis 16 says, Now the angel of the Lord found her by a spring of water in the wilderness, by the spring on the way to Shur. So Hagar is fleeing to the wilderness. She's actually uh, thinking no one was there with her. No one saw her. And then what we have is we end up having the first appearance of, of the Lord. The angel of the Lord found her. And this is a, an appearance of the incarnate Christ, pre-incarnate Christ. The lord appears to her people will say well the you know jesus is not in the old testament he's all through the old testament he actually appears in the old testament you need to study that if you don't know what that is just type in pre-incarnate christ in the good got questions and you'll get a list of times that he's appeared in the old testament it's important for you to understand that he told them in john 8:58. jesus said to them most assuredly i say to you before abram was i am like, I, I, I know Abram. I know his mess. Hagar ain't running nowhere that God doesn't see. She takes off. And there's God. Where are you going? Where are you going?